Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. If it's your first time here, I'm Lauren and this is Liam. Hello. And we are so happy to have you with us today. We're going to be talking about Jon Stewart's latest interview with the New York Times where he laments the plight of black Americans. Then woke award shows may be getting even woker with things like diversity requirements and perhaps even nixing gender segregated categories. It's all... It's all very disappointing, but not surprising. So first off, Jon Stewart, you never watched The Daily Show, right? No, never. Never really got into it. I used to. I remember, I think I was in high school, maybe even younger. There was The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and The Colbert Report. And I used to watch both. And I always liked Colbert better. I I never watched The Daily Show, but I did watch The Colbert Report for a small amount of time, probably like in 2011-ish. I liked it back then. I also liked... um, no, I don't think it's entirely the same vein, but I also like Conan O'Brien's show. Yeah, it's I, not quite as political, I don't think. Yeah, but but right now, I I can't really tolerate any of that at yeah. all, um, which is a shame because I do think that it was... It used to be fun and it used to be... Yeah. I was never under the impression that they were fair or unbiased. I always knew that, you know, both him and Colbert batted for the left, but it seemed like there was more good-natured ribbing of both sides. Reading this interview, which we're going to take a look at together it feels like john stewart has just like many things progressed so much further left and so Mm. quickly Uh, we're going to be looking at his new woke persona but before we do i want to tell you guys about express vpn so express vpn is my favorite vpn i use it almost every time i go online it can pretty much be turned on with the click of a button it's so easy to use even my dad uses it and he's in his 60s so that should tell you something and since i started using express vpn hacking methods have grown even more sophisticated i'm sure a lot of you right now are working from home but guess what your it department isn't with you there So taking your cybersecurity into your own hands should be a priority, and that's why I recommend using ExpressVPN for the best online protection possible. I've been talking about ExpressVPN on my show for so long, but there are some of you who have still not acted on it Why is that? Because not only does ExpressVPN protect you and your data online, you can also use it to do things like watch Netflix from different countries no matter where you are. I'm in Canada. I enjoy using ExpressVPN to browse the American Netflix selections. Very good. Uh, One of the easiest ways to secure your internet data is with ExpressVPN. So my only question is, why haven't you gotten it yet? Visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com slash Lauren, and get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Protect your internet today with the VPN I trust to keep my data safe. That's expressvpn.com slash Lauren, so they know that our show sent you. So, And on the note that 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 you've been saying this for a while. They have been a sponsor for a long time. They've been really good to the show. Really it's, good, yeah. If you need a VPN, they're definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. Support us and support them. Get a VPN. It's just win, win, win for everybody. Mm-hmm. So here we have the interview. Uh, this is what Jon Stewart says in regard to George Floyd. He said, I'd like to say I'm surprised by what happened to him, but I'm not. The police are a reflection of a society. They're not a rogue alien organization that came down to torment the black community. They're enforcing segregation. Segregation is legally over, but it never ended. The police are, in some respects, a border patrol, and they patrol the border between two Americas. We have that so the rest of us don't have to deal with it. Then that situation arrives and we express our shock and indignation, but if we don't address the anguish of a people, the pain of being a people who built this country through forced labor, people say, I'm tired of everything being about race. Well, imagine how, I'm guessing that word was effing, exhausting it is to live that. There is, this is not a long paragraph, but I have so much I want to say about this. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm I'm definitely one of those people that he's quoting at the end saying, 
tired of being I'm about race. I'm tired of everything being about race because it's not. And that's just the post-critical way of thinking about the world. Yeah. I think that the way he's he's looking at this is, is very inflammatory. No, for sure. And I think it speaks of a, just a general ignorance that a lot of these Hollywood liberal elitists have. Do they think that if a, a black person tries to leave a majority black mm. neighborhood, there are cops, they're like poking them with batons saying, uh-uh-uh, back you go. That's not how it works. And there's this general liberal way of looking at the world right now. We're seeing all these Black Lives Matter protests where they think that police are the issue of all the problems of the black community. And yeah. you and I, I know, are both for police reform, against police brutality, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. But there needs to be a give and take in this situation. Like we can't address police issues without also addressing community crime issues. And they never seem to want to talk about that. No, ever. I mean, like Lauren said, I totally think that there needs to be some reform in the police department. There needs to be better officers and better training. Yeah, I think most officers, that being said, I'm overwhelmingly grateful for the majority, the overwhelming majority of them as well. Um, but I would like to see them funded better and, and they get more training. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, what he was saying there also about the, the, the fact that Black people built the, America yeah. um, for entirely for free as as slaves, essentially. I, I reject that. I'm sorry, because nobody that's alive in these movements today is a slave or was a slave. Right. They're all, they, they grew up, their ancestors may have been, and even then, I know a lot of African-Americans that have immigrated since, since that time, then, right. and, and they were not, they did not have slave ancestors in the States. Right. Um, I and think I it's just, ridiculous. You're not think, responsible for your ancestors' actions. That's all. Yeah. And I think it's also just a gross oversimplification of the history of the United States to just say slavery built it, right? right. Um, of course, slavery is a part of the, and a dark part of American history, but there mm. is so much more to it that does not revolve around slavery. I mean, the whole founding of the West, pretty much, this was after slavery, you know, the Civil War and things like that. So just saying the entire country slavery, I don't think so. But I think these people, mm. I'm not sure if it's that they, they're just ignorant about the history or they're trying to op oversimplify it for political gains. It could be either, a little bit of both. Right. Um, and this is what he had to say about the protests that are raging on right now. This is this was really a black pill for me about how I feel toward Jon Stewart. He says, look, every advancement toward equality has come with the spilling of blood. Then when that's over, a defensiveness from the group that had been doing the oppressing. There's always this begrudging sense that black people are being granted something when it's white people's lack of being able to live up to the defining words of the birth of the country. That is the problem. There's a lack of recognition of the difference in our system. Chris Rock used to do this great bit. He said, no white person wants to change places with the black person. They don't even want to exchange places with me and I'm rich. There's not a white person out there who would want to be treated like even a successful black person. What? How like how removed and just unaware of the experience of the average working class American yeah. do you have to be to say that a white person in the US would rather just have white skin than be a literal black billionaire, someone like Oprah or a multimillionaire like Chris Rock. Yeah, I would like to see some social science data. Let's yeah. let's survey some <laughs> white Americans and see if they would like to take Chris, uh, Rock's, Chris Rock's place, place or not, right? I, I think the overwhelming majority yeah. of white people, which are most oh, hardworking, not racist people, would say, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take that it. deal, even if he's short. Yeah. But I mean, and also what here, yeah, um, white people not living up to the promises of the Constitution. I have I have an issue mm. with that. Right. I mean, first off, the Constitution is not really something that is a responsibility of each individual person. 
in the country. It's the responsibilities of the government that are kind of laid out. So it kind of seems like Jon Stewart may be a little bit iffy about what exactly that document is for. But I mean, if we see the progressive movement, it kind of seems like they're the ones who don't understand the Constitution. We see this with things like Second Amendment violations and just, I don't know, in general, wanting to overturn things like college. Yeah, for sure. Right. But they talk about how these protests are for the First Amendment while meanwhile committing violence, right, which is specifically forbidden in the First Amendment. Right. The peacefully peaceably assemble. Yes, exactly. Um, so this is just not only gross race baiting, but I think just a general resentment toward white people, it seems like. Yeah. And to me as well, I mean, I also saw that segment started off by him saying, look, every advancement towards equality has come with a spilling of blood. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute, is this John Stewart or John Stewart Mill? Yeah. Because utilitarianism, right? Niche uh, joke. Yes. Um, the reality is though that that is utilitarian philosophy, which I find generally to be abhorrent um, for the most part. Uh, and not only that, I find it hypocritical because I, I also saw see the left very recently widespread, not not particular to John Stewart. I'll I'm grant, sure he, but he probably he also. Well, I don't want to ascribe it to him without actually seeing proof. But but the left right now is saying, oh, the right wants to sacrifice our elderly. So they can return to work. So that everybody can, to get the economy started again, right? That's, they're utilitarian, they're bad. Well, at the same time you see, okay, well, we just need a little bit of blood for our... Racial equality utopia. Well, it is funny that you mentioned the uh, anti-lockdown protests because he he says here, white people lasted six weeks and then stormed a state building with rifles shouting, give me liberty. This is causing economic distress. I'm not going to wear a mask because that's tyranny. That's six weeks versus 400 years of quarantining a race of people. Look, John Stewart, just because Beverly Hills or wherever all you rich Hollywood people live are extremely, extremely white or of a particular race, not a lot of diversity in these areas, um, that doesn't mean the rest of the country is like that, right? If you actually leave your beautiful gated communities, people actually mix around, right? It's funny. Black people are free to roam wherever they please. They wouldn't be allowed in your gated communities, but most other ones they are. Yes. We're not quite done yet. He does have on American history these words. He says, imagine the anguish of living in a country that profited off the forced labor of your ancestors and is still having this conversation. Hey, do you think we should fly the flag of the people that fought to enslave your ancestors? What do you guys think of that? Good idea or bad idea? And then you hear it's history. It's not history. If you go down there and read the plaques on the Confederate monuments, they aren't this I'm guessing that word was effer, thought he could enslave people based on the color of their skin. That's not what the plaque says. The plaque honors them. Enraging doesn't begin to describe it. I am no expert on American history, but I'm pretty sure there is more to the Civil War than just slavery good or slavery bad. You know, racism good or racism bad. That's not how it happens. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, another thing that I want to point out is find a man that we've built a statue of that doesn't have some kind of sin right right outside of jesus christ of course yeah which you know we got some crosses dedicated to that still around thank goodness for now yeah for now but i mean guys like in the uk we see winston churchill statues threatening to being taken down all kinds of statues right now are being threatened and it's like yeah some of these guys had some opinions that by the standards of 2020 weren't good yeah they, people bigoted. in yeah. the 16 17 18 1900s were not intersectional feminists Shocking. Shocking. I am gobsmacked. And and you know what? Even the heroes of the left to this day 
fail all the time in their own stuff. They're always apologizing, slipping up and getting canceled. Yeah. And that's because this new philosophy is backwards. doesn't make any sense. Very hard to follow. <laughs> and everybody's dooming themselves to be shot in the foot by this movement. Right. And it's, it's pretty bad when they start to apply cancel culture to history. Yeah. Actual history. And Emmanuel Macron, not a fan of his, but he actually had the right response to these people trying to raise statues saying, like, our history is our history. We're not going to try to rewrite it. It's there and it's there in a lot of ways for yeah. us to learn from. But this is our heritage, right? Of we course. can't we can't just rewrite it because we don't like it now. That's not I mean, these people in some ways, like this is what actual ISIS does, right? They try yep. to destroy the statues, they try to rewrite right well, things. All, all revolutions really do that. Yeah. And interestingly enough, there was a photo going around on Twitter, and I don't want to claim it to be fact, but there's apparently a statue of Lenin in Seattle that was left alone during this whole time. I wouldn't so, be surprised. It doesn't surprise me, but but of course some people get their statues left up. It just depends what their ideology really was. Well, we we know Lenin was just a solid dude. No yeah, black marks on, on his resume. Uh, so next up, award shows. You may have forgotten they exist because as the ratings go to show, no one really watches them e anymore. But by and large, they have become a way for celebrities to virtue signal how progressive and woke they are in their acceptance speeches. Uh, turns out, though, despite how progressive these celebrities want to seem, award shows are also extremely racist. Yeah, um, things like hashtag Oscars so white, complaining about the lack of diverse mm -hmm. winners in all the different categories. They go viral every time there's one of these award shows. Well, maybe due to this whole Black Lives Matter resurgence, the Oscars are finally listening because they recently announced some diversity changes aimed to get, I don't know, a little bit more melanin sprinkled into winners. So we're going to be talking about that. But first, I want to help you with your HR woes. We're talking about Bambi. So when running a business, HR issues can kill you. Things like wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. It's not fun. And HR manager salaries are not cheap. They can cost about $70,000 per year. But Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, -E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all starting at just $99 per month. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat from onboarding to terminations. They customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees. Again, all starting at just $99 a month, month to month, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at a anytime. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. So go to Bambi.com slash Chen right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Chen spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Chen. All right. So we have this article from MovieWeb saying the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has announced that diversity will now be a requirement when looking at Oscars eligibility. It's unclear at the moment exactly what action the Academy will be taking for the future, though many are under the assumption they'll take a cue from the British Film Institute since it is the first major awards body to introduce diversity and inclusion criteria into its eligibility requirements. All entries in Britain must contain, quote, on-screen representation, themes, and narratives, along with industry access and opportunities, among others. The Academy's new initiative is called Academy Aperture 2025. In addition, there will be a series of panels under the Academy Dialogue it starts with us umbrella. Wow. So <laughs> there is a lot to unpack there. So not only does potentially, they haven't actually announced what the Oscars will be doing, but if they take the cue of the uh, the British Film Institute, 
Not only will you need to have diversity on screen to even be eligible, it's not just yeah. like we're going to give you extra points to even be eligible. Uh, you will also need industry access and opportunities, which I'm guessing means like you need to have gay black trans characters on screen and behind the scenes as well. Otherwise, yeah. your movie sucks. This shouldn't surprise anybody. I mean, yeah. to me, it seems like Hollywood was already doing this, which is kind of funny because it's like, I wonder how much leverage these award ceremonies now have anyways to make Hollywood do this. Because as Lauren pointed out, Nobody nobody's watching. really watching this anymore. Yeah. Their, their viewership is declining year over year. So and not only that, but I feel like it's when was the last time a movie won best actor, best director, best film, and it was actually generally loved by the public. I think 1917 has come the closest, mm. but usually they choose these really strange art house films, yeah, which true. I'm not going to say they're not good because I'm somewhat of a cinephile. I like my artsy films too, but they don't have widespread appeal, right? I mean, yeah. you know, there was a time where stuff like Lord of the Rings was nominated and everyone yeah. loved that, or even like Titanic, I think may have gotten some nods or even wins it's not like that anymore they cho choose the most obscure strange films and it's almost like a mark of how elite they are the fewer people have actually seen these films <laughs> yeah they're hipsters i mean what, what yeah. can we say right that's that's what they do um i suspect this won't actually change anything for hollywood like i said we're just going to find more and more diversity which just to be clear, code word diversity no actually whites. just means non-white. It doesn't yeah. like and the diversity. No males. Yeah, that too. Yeah. It's just it's just, you know, an entirely like Kenyan cast <laughs> would be fine. Well, that's why they were fine with stuff like um what's it, Black Panther or yes. Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians more so than Black Panther. Black Panther had some white characters. I think I had two. Yeah. An maybe, entirely like Asian many. cast is not diverse. No. No, that's homogenous. That's like more homogenous than Japan. Incidentally, also Asian. Um, no, it's just a code for no white people. Yeah, which I mean, it's it, if that's what they want, but they should at least come out and, and say it. And it's just so hypocritical to me that these are like the celebrities that claim to be so progressive. They really actually do a really poor job living their own values. And if you look at any institution run by like liberal elitists, Academy Awards, even cities like LA, they're the worst, like by many, many metrics. It's like, it's almost like they're incapable of realizing the utopias they claim. Um, but there are more, I guess, changes coming up to the Academy Awards. We also have this from The Hollywood Reporter. It says, last Friday, the Academy of Motion Picture, et cetera, et cetera, announced amidst the Oscar so white controversy several years ago, uh, measures to double its number of female and non-white members by 2020 and that its board of governors has approved a package of additional measures to try to further improve the diversity of its membership and Oscar nominees. So it's just everybody needs to be more diverse, pretty much. Yeah. There's no place for the white man in this world anymore. I don't know no. what to say. Yeah, and it's just, it's frustrating because I feel like, and Stephen King, who I'm not a fan of, he has Trump derangement yeah. really bad. He, he did mention that shouldn't this be about merit, yeah. right? Is a film less deserving of recognition if it is entirely white or entirely Asian, right? I liked Crazy Rich Asians. I thought it was funny. I also like movies like Lord of the Rings. I think they're good too. Yeah, and I was, feel- Which was almost an entirely white cast. Yeah, think, right? and you know what? That's fine. Like not every story is going to have a representation of every skin color, sexuality, and gender mm -hmm. identity. 
and that's okay, right? It's it's you not. You shouldn't expect that from a lot of stories, especially right. if they're based on historical things where there was homogenous regions. Like you know, I don't think Lord of the Rings falls into that category because it's fantasy. It's yeah. fantasy, but it's it's still you know it's based off of Western cultures to some degree, and I wouldn't expect something like. Black Panther, if it's based in Africa mostly, mm -hmm. that to have many white dudes in it. Yeah. yeah I, I get it. And that doesn't really enrage me in any way. Yeah. And it seems to me like the, the question of diversity in film, because if there is a systemic issue and deserving non-white centered films are getting overlooked let's let's talk about that and some people say people are trying but they get overlooked anytime this conversation comes up and people name quote amazing films that have been snubbed I've never heard of them or I think they suck. So I'm sorry, maybe it's just that your indie art house film about a pansexual, gender queer, whatever, just isn't that good. Like maybe we need to at least be open to that possibility. Uh, but that's not where the wokeness with a word shows stop. Apparently one non-binary this is a microaggression, but she's an actress. Like, let's just, okay, it's, mm. it's a woman. Um, person is complaining about gendered categories. So Asia Kate Dillon, this article reports, penned an open letter asking SAG committee to drop gender-specific categories. Dillon is the first non-gender binary performer to play a non-binary character on TV. The open letter, which was published in Variety, Dillon, who uses they, them, their pronouns, explains very clearly why categorizing acting based on gender rather than talent amounts to nothing more than discrimination and excludes those who don't identify as men or women. We're going to read some of the actual letters she wrote. They wrote, it's a she. But I just want to say, I kind of agree with this, but not for those, mm. not for excluding non-binary people reasons. It's just that, I mean, why should acting be separate, right? Because best director, yep. best film, those aren't separate. So why would acting be? Yeah, no, I, I could kind of get behind that. Like, there are certain things that I think you could draw a line between the sexes and they sports, shouldn't compete. Uh, like, right. yeah, a lot of sports, most sports. Um, but acting, no. I, I mean, there, there is some argument there that, you know, a male or female actor, neither of them has an advantage inherently. Yeah, it's, it's better it's, at it's, acting. It really should be about talent in that regard. Um, so I guess it means fewer people will get the award because they'll be. Yeah, that that would be the that would be the downside of it. You yeah. get an opportunity to, to recognize more than one person uh, as as the best because there are, there are a lot of good actors out there, of course. But yeah, you don't need to you don't need to divide it technically. I just. To me, it's like, take it or leave it. You know, don't, yeah. it, I don't lose sleep over, wow, there's a male performer award and a female performer award. What a travesty. Yeah, if I were going to revamp award shows, I would do best actor in a drama, best actor in a comedy, best yeah. actor in... Because I feel like, and I've heard other people complain about this, actors in horror, comedies, they get overlooked a lot in favor of things like the dramas, the tearjerkers. Well, actors in horror should be overlooked. No, not always. No, I mean, no, no. Trust me, they should be overlooked. Quiet place was that counted as horror? Okay, four. listen. There are some we good have ones. we have the exception amongst the rule, but but we just watched what was that? Um, Silent Hill. Oh, that was bad. And that was really bad. Yeah, I wanted to. I hadn't seen it yet, so I, I, we went back and we watched that together, and yeah. it was like holy mackerel. I could act better like, than that, and I'm not. I'm not good, but I could act better than that. That was quite. Terrible. I mean, listen. I might be no. I, I, who am I? I, I couldn't act better <laughs> than that, but. 
But I could, I could definitely play an extra in that, and that's saying something in and of itself. Yeah. But, I mean, I also think that stunt people should be included, and a lot yeah. of people do, because they, they could potentially die. They're the only ones who yeah. are part of the movie who would say that. And in, in fact, I think that someone who did a stunt double for Daniel Radcliffe in Harry Potter got, like, is, like, paralyzed for life. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah. Um, and mean, they're constantly pushing themselves to do better and better, but they're not recognized. Yeah, it, it is that's a dangerous tra job. travesty here. And, and I respect the big actors who do their own stunts, too. Yeah. That's always impressive as well. Yeah, but on a completely different note, here is what Asia Kate Dillon has to say. She says, not only do your current categories erase non-binary identities by limiting performers to identifying as male or female slash men or Wimexin, which not all SAG members like myself do, they also serve as an endorsement of the gender binary at large, this is my favorite part, which actively upholds other forms of discrimination, including racism, the patriarchy, and gender violence. Noting that no other SAG after categories are separated by gender, such as best director, cinematographer, etc., which we were saying, and Dylan also makes a point of noting that fellow non-gender conforming individuals by POC, which is black indigenous person of color. Hey, that's you. Trans and disabled Wimexin do not achieve the recognition they deserve at any award show. So yeah, having best actress, you may think that it's, oh, it's great, you know, Meryl Streep, good for her. But actually by accepting that award, she is upholding racism, the patriarchy and gender violence. Are you surprised at this point? Everything that's normal to us Literally, what is normal to us as people in society yeah. is, in their minds, upholding gender racism, violence. gender violence, I mean, it kind everything. of it kind of does, hear me out, it does make sense on the gender violence thing, because if you want to get rid of gender violence, just get rid of gender. It's true. I mean, I guess then that would just, just regular be regular violence. violence. <laughs> yeah, then, just... yeah, then we just got regular violence and, uh, like, you know... That, that's when it gets really gross when yeah. it's like now it's acceptable <laughs> for me and lauren to just duke it out just, each just completely on even footing here um but yeah this i hope they do take all of these suggestions and things into consideration and i hope their numbers continue to just plummet even further because they need to realize this is not why people watch your stuff right this yeah. is not what people want from you they just want to be entertained and this kind of stuff is entertaining in a way, but not in the way that they think. Yeah, we're not entertained by watching their program, but we're entertained by watching them program. Yeah, like I'm laughing at them, not with them. Yeah, exactly. Very much so. And I don't know why with everything going on in the world, I would have thought that this would maybe be a wake-up call, like the pandemic, like, oh, maybe problems are bigger than all of this made-up stuff we keep trying to talk about maybe i should be a little bit more grateful that i'm in such a place of privilege and actually try to reach out to the average american but no it's just like more echo chamber woke pandering stuff kind of disappointing but again not surprising i think that's pretty much all we have to say for now though and as always thank you all for tuning in and we will see you next time